Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And today, if you've ever wanted to find out about how you can get a press release done, how you can get more PR, more energy and attention in front of your business, we are joined by the legend, Mr. Mickey himself. And uh, he is going to break down for you everything that you need to know in relation to this. Uh, it's something that we're definitely going to be exploring to see how we can get more attention and focus on uh, us and help more people like you. So it's an uh, interesting one for you guys to listen to if you've got a business that you want to grow, get more attention to. And of course, if we can help you get more attention to your business, head on over to our Facebook group, www.joinmygroup.com.au, where we have everything you need to grow your business and more. But until then, let's jump into the show. Mickey, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you making the time. Oh, thanks for having me. Great to have you. Now, Mickey, I do like to start off the podcast the same way every time, which is if I met you at a party and we were just chatting and I said to you, Mickey, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? Um, I help people get uh, publicity using press releases. Amazing. I like that. And uh, it was very curious when I saw that come through, obviously, we're chatting a bit on email and uh, getting you on the podcast. Uh, I've been very curious about that because press releases is something I've kind of heard a little bit about, but never really understood how they properly uh, applied because some people talk about it in the very high end. Then I was like, as a, you know, as a small business owner, like, how could I leverage it to my advantage? But I would, I'd love to know, like, how did you get into the world of PR, press releases and stuff like that? Well, um, I was uh, fresh out of graduate school and I was working for a telecom startup and uh, my background was creative writing, uh, poetry specifically. Um, and uh, as employee number three, uh, they said, you're the writer, you need to write press releases for us. And I would write them and we'd send them out via fax. And I started to get a lot of journalists who would say, hey, you had a lot of numbers and statistics in there. Could you email me that as a like Microsoft Word? And that's what got me the idea for doing email press releases as opposed to faxing, which is clunky and loud and, and just uh, really not a great way of, of sending stuff out. And then over time... Uh, the Newswire, PR Newswire, approached me and said I should also send the releases through them. And I pointed out that they charged like $1,000 to move a press release nationally over them. And so, you know, I, I pointed out my customers can't afford that. So we went back and forth and they wanted to help serve entrepreneurs and startups and things like that. So we've, we've got a relationship that works and all the customers of e-releases get a custom national distribution over PR Newswire, as well as that email distribution that we were known for from the beginning. And how did you start, obviously, like where you were working previously, how did you start then doing it for small business owners and entrepreneurs? Like how did that whole part come about? It was mostly just through forums. Um, I started a long time ago. It was like 24 years ago. And there was a, a service called Link Exchange which uh, was absorbed by Microsoft and became, became an ad network, I think, as part of it as well. But it really was just a forum where business owners could talk. And I, I, I would just say, I've got a list of 10,000 journalists that I have a relationship with. I've talked to all of them. And I will send out releases uh, you know, on your industry for, I think at the time, it was $200. Uh, as was I was charging way back then. And uh, 
whenever there was topics of public relations or PR or what you could do uh, if you didn't have the big bucks for, say, uh, paid advertising, um, you know, I would be out there talking. And it hasn't changed very much. I mean, we're using podcasts now in the same way that I used to use forums, just educating people about the opportunities. And what sort of things do people actually promote as, as like, releases and whatnot and you know like to actually get out there because i know a lot of people they're like oh well i'm not a you know i'm not a multinational chain who's opening new stores so like what are the sorts of things that people actually put out there as as press releases and things like that a lot of the press releases we get unfortunately are just very safe they might be a personnel change uh there might be an update to a product they're usually not very earth shattering and you don't have to be to, to, to get publicity, but you do have to be newsworthy. And so many people don't do the work to really refine something and make it newsworthy before they send it out. And there are strategies that you can put in place and things that you can do uh, regardless of your size. For one thing, the easiest way to get publicity, I've never, ever seen it fail, is to do a survey or study in your industry. And my customers immediately say, I wouldn't know what to do. I'm like, you go to SurveyMonkey, you create a survey, you have one link, and then you send it to people. Well, I wouldn't know who to send it to. And I always tell them there are dozens, perhaps hundreds of trade associations in your industry. And the smaller ones and the independent ones are dying to get publicity themselves. So if you approach them and said, could you send this link to your members? I will mention you in a press release I'm issuing over the wire. I, I That works almost 90% of the time. Uh, sometimes you might have to do a co-brand or they may want to review the survey, but often they're just looking for a win-win and that works out so, so well. And uh, then you just put together uh, good questions. What would be really timely now? Um, and now is a great time, you know, coming out of the pandemic and how people are doing. You, you might want to take people's temperatures on how they're feeling in your industry. Are they spending the same? Is they're hiring? You know, that's very topical. And now and a survey like that would do, I think, pretty well in many industries. And, you know, uh, I, I, I have people who say I'm not an expert in my industry, but you don't have to. You just have to be the author of that survey and to ask the right questions. And one of my things I always say is at the very end of the survey, uh, you know, try to throw a couple of oddball left field questions in there because sometimes you can get some really interesting results and sometimes you can work a story around that. And so let's say someone did that. They got together a survey, they got some cool data, and then they were putting together a, a press release to go out. What's like the end goal of that? And what are some outcomes that people might be able to achieve by doing a, a press release like that? Right. So the goal is to get publicity, to get articles written about you. And when you have a really compelling story, people want to write about you and share it. Uh, journalists, by and large, are just curators. And you know the thing that small businesses don't realize is they would much rather take a small undiscovered company and share it with their audience than a large corporation that can afford to advertise. So they really want to help out the small guys. So you have to help them out by coming up with something that's compelling and interesting. Um, on average, these survey questions uh, and press releases 
they generally yield anywhere between eight and 14 articles. And these are original, unique articles about you. And that's, uh, you know, a really good ROI. Uh, you know, it can be across your industry or people who write about your industry. It can be a mix of trade publications and newspaper. It really depends on how narrow your um, industry is and how specific it is. If you, if you see your industry talked about in newspapers, then you could get newspapers, uh, but it might just be trade associations depending on that. I had an auto repair shop in Pennsylvania whose only goal uh, was to get SEO links. They wanted links from auto industry trade publications for a new website. And the SEO guy said, Mickey knows what to do. And I told him, I said, I think the only way you're going to get publicity, you know, basically doing the same thing everybody else is doing is to do a survey. And they did very well. They got over 10 auto trade um, publications uh, and they got about 30 newspapers that uh, wrote about them. And it was all based on the, the, the left field questions. We had a question in there that said, what's the strangest thing a customer left in their car while being repaired? And we just left a few lines in there where they could write an anecdote or a story. It was not statistically relevant at all, but the stories were delightful and interesting and intriguing. There was a boa constrictor. There was grandma left in an urn and they had a retriever for memorial service. There was just lots of little strange things. And those were what went viral and what did very well. And uh, it got picked up in the local newspaper. And I told them, uh, you know, your goal is SEO links. We may not get any uh, pickup that would help with your audience of people who actually are in your market. But it, it turns out that they did get the local paper and it did, it did very well. A lot of people saw it and um, it was just a great way to get those you know, industry links that were directly related to their industry. And within three months, they were ranking in the top again for their community. So for people that are doing things like that, and obviously um, you know, the awareness, the publications are, uh, are really great and effective. How do you ensure... Uh, do they have to link back to you or how do you ensure that does happen? Because I know some people might be like, well, by putting this effort and I put this out there, how do I know that they're going to link back to my website or properly mention my business and things like that? Right. So when it comes to uh, the survey or study, you often will have a lot more numbers and results uh, than are mentioned in the press release on, a, on your website. And you would provide that link. And a lot of that's a great point that in a lot of these articles, they will link to that because they know it's just full of really great data that people in your industry would, would love to know. It is unfortunate, but sometimes uh, I've had clients picked up in the New York Times and the company is mentioned, but there's no website or URL. Uh, but you know, people will open a new tab and do a search and probably find you. And you know that happens quite a bit. Um, when it comes to ensuring that you get into an article, I think a really compelling quote, something that you say that can't easily be paraphrased is really important. Um, I've seen you know, managing editors look at a story, not realize that this small company they've never heard of inspired the story with their press release. And they just say, why are they mentioning this little company I've never heard of and cross it off? And they get taken out of their own story. Um, and if you have a really great quote, that managing editor is going to say, never heard of this company, but that's a great quote. So I know why he wanted to include them in there. So I think that that's another great hack to use to ensure that at least your name and mention of your company remains in, in any article that's written. And for, for people that are going out there, like trying to tap into this, what does it like, what difference does it make based on 
country, for example, like US versus Australia versus New Zealand versus Singapore. Are there certain countries where like if you're writing about that audience versus it, say you're an Australian based company who services the US, but you're based in Australia and you have a big client pool here, here are those stats and PR this going to be as effective as if you were in the US? I think that you really want to choose a distribution platform that is recognized for working with a particular com- country or several countries. In the case of e-releases, our bread and butter is North America. So our you know, main reach is the U.S. and then Canada secondarily. Um, we do work with uh, clients that are all over the globe, but they're largely looking to the U.S. market and to get publicity in the U.S. market for their audience. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And how do you how do you measure or know the effect? As you say, like looking for those right channels. How do you know that someone's going to be or a platform is going to be good? Like if you were someone that was because I know we have a lot of people that are local here in Australia. We get a lot of US listeners as well. But if you're if there was Aussie and they're like, okay, great, I've been listening to this and I want to go and explore. How do they know if a platform is going to be effective for them versus someone that might be, you know, trying to sell them the uh, the world and giving them an atlas? I think that uh, you know just old fashioned uh, research and. Uh, asking people for referrals. And if you see an article or something and you can trace it back to a press release, you can sort of ask, where did they issue that press release? I mean, I think that checking with your local network and reaching out to people and asking questions is, is really important. It is at the end of the day, a little bit of trial and error, trying something and seeing what works and what doesn't work. That being said, uh, you, you always want to judge PR by a proper PR campaign of several press releases, usually between six and eight press releases is a PR campaign. And you want to try different hooks and angles for each one to sort of see what can work. And if it does work, can you craft it something slightly different that sort of, you know, worked in that same way? Will it work again? Can, is it, you know, something you can replicate? And I do have a few clients that just do the same release over and over again, and it continues to work for them, just making slight little tweaks and changes. Awesome. Love that. And so what's um, obviously the awareness, you've got the engagement that comes through from these sorts of releases. What's been like one of your best let's say like a pillar result from a pr campaign that you've done is there one where you've been like this just hit it out of the park and this is what was the outcome from that perspective yes uh during the pandemic we did a a free press release for the dining bond initiative it was sort of modeled after the war bond concept and it was basically where you could nominate a local restaurant uh that was closed at the time because all restaurants were closed nationwide and then it became international as well and if that local restaurant responded to the the dining bond initiative, you could actually give them uh, money that would go directly to them and it'd be secured sort of like a gift certificate. It generated over 150 articles, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, New York Times, you know, Washington Post, everybody wrote about them. All the food trade publications, you know, wrote about it. I think it generated many millions of dollars in revenue. And it was just, you know, one press release and, and it did that phenomenally well. I think why it did so well is because it was interesting and new 
And also it was positive news at a very negative time. And people were looking for something actionable they could do. They felt very powerless and all this. But here was something you could do. You could give 25 bucks to your local pizza shop if you know if you nominate them. And it just felt something that people was could could do. And and I think that warm experience that, you know, uh feeling we have for our local favorite restaurants is something that resonates across the, the, the U S and across the globe. It ended up getting, um, you know, picking up many different countries all over the world and, and did phenomenally well. And it was just a little concept that lived for just a short period of time. Uh, but, you know, it just shows the value of leverage where you have the access to such a large, you know, Rolodex of people. Uh, and, you know, it just, you know, fed on itself and did very well. And what, What's the starting point for someone like with a, if obviously not necessarily everyone's going to have a huge campaign like that, but do you kind of try and think of the publications and places you want to go first? Do you think of like in my audience, what could I share first? Like, where do you, where do you start when trying to plan out a, uh, like a, a press release campaign? I started the strategy, what it is that you're wanting to announce and what potentially could be the most newsworthy thing that you can do. I, I have sort of an audit that um, it, it goes through all the strategies that work really well for anybody. Um, and that, that's on my website at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. And it's completely free. The cornerstone of it is, is a video training that's less than an hour. Um, it goes through uh, the survey and study and lots of other different ones that uh, work. I say take that it's like an audit of you and your business. You should walk away with many different ideas, uh, having gone through that of things that you could do that would, you know, make you potentially newsworthy. Um, so many people sit on their, um, I guess most important uh, study uh, stories. Like what is the one thing that could be most compelling? Um, and a lot of times it's because people don't know what is newsworthy or what they're comfortable sharing. Small businesses hate you knowing that they're small. They hate that you know that they're working out of their home. They hate that, you know, that there's lots of little things that small business owners hate. And uh, often those are the things that make you most relatable. Um, I had a client who had an embarrassing story that they shared with me in passing. And I said, we should put that in a press release. And uh, it was about uh, basically they got slammed with orders and they had to cancel Thanksgiving and the family still came over, but they ended up just staying in the garage, putting packages in boxes and getting them ready to send out. And I said, that's something that a lot of people could relate to because you don't know when you start a business it's feast or famine and you have to roll with the punches and change uh, what you're doing and so they did eventually include it and it got picked up in ink magazine and i think ink magazine liked it so much because it was something that a small business can relate to you know we deal with these types of obstacles and we overcome them and if if you can come through as a story and uh, you know, have some authenticity, I think that makes you so much easier to relate and makes a journalist want to share even more. Yeah, that's so pertinent. I love that. Now, as we're getting towards the end of our time here together, I always like to ask the same question, which is, what's a question that I haven't asked you yet that I should have? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess uh, the one thing that I often bring up that people find surprising is my creative writing background. It's in poetry. And they're like, 
how did you end up from poetry to, to press releases? And I sort of shared how I was uh, spaxing out press releases and stuff like that. But I do think that the creative background that I have has really helped me to understand and sort of reverse engineer what journalists are looking for. Because if you see the types of stories that get picked up time and time again, there are uh, threads of similarity between them and there are core concepts that people like. And that's something that I've been able to, you know, sort of flesh out and, you know, put as part of that strategy I was talking about so that people can do things like, you know, researching your industry for blind spots, uh, you know, what is something that you could potentially be the friendly jerk uh, or contrarian about in your industry? Um, you know, lots of little things like that, that uh, you can really build a, a, a press release and a concept on. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. And so what's the, uh, if people have been listening to this and they want to know more about press releases, obviously you, you gave a link to a resource bef- uh, before. Is there any other places that people should uh, reach out to connect with you online? Sure. Um, my website's ereleases.com. All my social media is on the lower right. It's my direct LinkedIn. Uh, that's usually the best way to reach me. I do check that uh, uh, on a regular basis. Uh, but feel free to have a chat on the website or call. Um, we only employ editors and we'll walk you through the process or talk you through whatever you're thinking about. Even if you want to just to look at a press release or something that you're considering, um, that's something we do. Uh, we, we recognize that a lot of people use us for the first time, not knowing what a press release is. So uh, it, we've seen it all and we've done it all. We can sort of help you, you know, navigate that process. Amazing. Love that. So guys, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, check the show notes above or below. We'll have all the links there so that you can click through and uh, find out more about uh, these PR releases, which I know sound very exciting. I'm, I'm excited to dive into them myself. And if you know another small business owner or entrepreneur who maybe they have part of a story, maybe they're looking to launch something new, please share this episode with them so they can find out about more uh, more avenues that they could use to leverage these uh, new components that they have going on in their business. And um, uh, Mickey, again, I really appreciate you jumping on with us today. Thank you so much for making the time. You're very welcome.